Welcome to the Sun-Dried Tomatoes podcast, a podcast that will be monthly at first, and hopefully with your support, so I can do these more frequently. But this is the first official episode. I find that pretty exciting. Uh, while I'll talk about other things such as, you know, sports and music, beer, home brewing, food, you know, things like that. Sports news is going to be the main focus for this one. And I will talk about sports a lot here. And it's fitting that we begin with a huge sports topic as our main talking point today, the European Super League. Uh, I am joined by my friend Javi Hortado to discuss what happened this past week. But before I get to his thoughts, I wanted to just do a quick rundown of uh, everything that went down here. Uh, news dropped, uh, I believe, Sunday, April 18th, that 12 of Europe's biggest clubs were breaking away from the established soccer order to form a Super League. Uh, those members included six from the Premier League in England. You got Liverpool. Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, also three from Serie A in Italy. You had AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus. And then three from uh, La Liga in Spain, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona. Of course, for those who don't know the European soccer seasons, it's very different uh, You know, for every domestic league. And teams that do well in their domestic leagues can qualify for national cups like the Champions League and Europa League. Of course, you uh, it's very complicated. So if you don't understand it, you probably got to read up a little bit, watch some things, watch some commentary just to get a feel for it. You know, but essentially, if a team doesn't do well, they don't make it to those top tournaments. It doesn't matter who you are, how established your club is. You don't make it. Uh, but this Super League was going to just essentially put these high uh, the, these teams that make a lot of money right in into this tournament that was going to make them a lot more money regardless of you know what they were doing. Uh, it would have cut. Uh, it would essentially mess with the UEFA, which is the the league in Europe for soccer. Um, it would have been the death of certain clubs that don't necessarily make as much money. It would have had economic impacts in cities. Uh, youth sports could have been impacted in some of these cities as well because of lost revenues. You know, it, it was obviously a big deal. And when you saw the, the reaction of fans, former players, you know, media uh, teams that were actually players on the teams that were doing it, objecting to this idea because they didn't even know, uh, you know, it was obvious that uh, this was kind of a coup by the billionaire uh, owners. They, they, they essentially just wanted to disregard 150 years of soccer history, uh, you know, and just uh, just kind of do do their own thing for greed and and there's so many videos about this, of course, you can hear, uh, you know, pretty crazy reactions. Uh, essentially, uh, for fans, it, it would obviously hurt their clubs, but the authenticity of the soccer culture would also be dead in this scenario. Uh, because you'd have, again, these teams, there, there could be like 20 New York Jets, you know, teams that are like just lose every game, but yet they still get to be in this huge tournament regardless. It, it would completely mess with things. Uh, of course, uh, just to run through these masterminds that were doing this, uh, you had Real Madrid president Florentino Perez, Juventus chairman uh, Andrea Agnelli, and chairman Joel Glazer, uh, Glazer of the Manchester United. Uh, of course, uh, just to throw in there, Agnelli is a guy uh, recently fined, I think a couple of years ago, and maybe Javi, you know more about this. He was fined like 100,000 pounds for a ticket, ticket selling scheme, I believe. Uh, that some alleged had ties to organized crime, though nobody can prove it. Um, so obviously that shows what kind of a person he is. But, uh, you know, 
the, obviously fan backlash happened. Uh, the teams ended up dropping out of this super league in just a matter of days, which surprised me. Uh, and, uh, Perez and Agnelli were kind of unapologetic with their responses compared to other people. Uh, you know, the, the Liverpool, John W. Henry, uh, who with Fenway Sports Group from Liverpool, obviously talked about uh, how sorry he was to the fans. You know, Agnelli and Perez just were kind of like, we're going to try this again. You know, that's pretty much what the response was. But, uh, you know, before we get into how this those guys can be stopped from trying it again, you know, I do. I'm joined by my friend Javi here, uh, who's a Liverpool fan. So obviously, he has a he's got a lot to say about this. Uh, you know, what's what, what's going on, Javi? What's going on in your mind uh, through this whole ordeal that started uh, on Sunday? Uh, it's a roller coaster, man. And uh, the biggest thing, regardless of who you support in the original founding clubs of this new league that was being created, I feel that the feeling. Um, most people had was basically they were betrayed, uh, you know, depressed. And then on top of it, they're very angry. There is um, for my club, you know, Liverpool, they, uh, you know, the whole thing is you'll never walk alone. That pretty much goes hand in hand with Liverpool. So when you see how they've already had a history with these owners where they had workers of the stadium going for load because of COVID-19, then on top of it, they're also doing other things such as, um, you know, making this one of the founding members of this club when it's all about money and greed and, you know, capitalism and, uh, you know, the North end of, uh, especially that part of England is usually very labor. They're very, you know, liberal, very, uh, you know, socialist, you know, quote unquote, like yeah. what they're saying is they want to look out for each other. And even though I hate Manchester United, they're very much like that too. They're northerners too, as far as, you know, relation to London and everything like that. But, um, you know, you got to give credit to someone like Marcus Rashford, who is working with people of that area and then now all of England to make sure no kid goes hungry. And, you know, again, I can't stand that club, but the players there are top class. And again, the things they're doing are very for the people, for everyone. And this whole move, not only does it just yell greed, but they were also in a sense being like, you know what, UEFA, this, you know, it all, this all started, I believe like with UEFA basically saying, Hey, we're going to add more games to the already crazy long competition that we have that you have to already integrate with your local cup. And then your uh, other little smaller trophies that you have, you're competing with. So, you know, these teams that are in it all the time, they're like, you know, this is ridiculous. You know, they're not, I'm sure they'll get paid a little bit, but the owner saw it as like, Hey, why don't we make our own super league? And again, money, 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 TV deals and everything like that. I mean, you know, we had Amazon and Disney, going for it and we know how much money they can spend so at the end of the day now uh, especially with my club being one of the vice chairman of the whole thing it um left a really sour taste in our mouth and then you know with john henry when he his uh video response i didn't think it was authentic i think maybe he was sorry because he got caught yeah <laughs> and um yeah. <laughs> again he's the vice chairman so that says a lot and uh I- i'm mostly gonna focus on my club because I mean, there's bias if I think about 
uh, if I talk about the other ones, but I will touch on them. But mainly, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be talking mostly about Liverpool because this is how I'm feeling towards my club. But again, from what you've been seeing, like today, uh, the Arsenal game, people are outside the Emirates protesting, yelling Cronky out. You also had yesterday at the Chelsea Brighton game, you had a lot of players out there, or a lot of fans out there really upset. This is before, um, oh, maybe not yesterday, day before yesterday, when Chelsea had brought that Brighton game, they still did not announce that Chelsea was out of the Super League. So they went to go protest. And I think it happened not even an hour after or an hour or two after they announced that Chelsea was out. And that's when teams just started dropping like crazy. And I think literally, uh, I think uh, Barcelona and Barcelona and Real Madrid were one of the last ones, same with Juventus, but Liverpool was one of the last ones too. I'm like, what the hell? You know, it's uh, you decided to do all of this. You did this without really consulting the fans or even thinking about the fans. And Again, I got a little deep, uh, uh, sidetracked there, but overall, they were going to say that, you know what, those Champions League uh, wins, which is huge for Liverpool especially, they are a six-time Champions League winner. They are the ones that, that has had the most European Cups in the history of England. Uh, you know, Real Madrid has the most, but in England, Liverpool is the European team. So for us, you know, we haven't won the league in forever since as of recently, but with the Champions League, it's always been something that like, oh, European Knights in Liverpool, awesome. But anyway, it's like, well, how can you erase all that history of this club for this hundred plus year old club? And you're about to say like, you know what, all those champions you want, we're just going to move it over to the Super League that we're going to make. And it's like, dude, it's like a slap in the face. Come on. I, uh, I didn't think the apology, like I said, was authentic. It was just a cop out. And um, I don't think anyone, I've talked to a lot of my friends, I don't think anyone wants uh you know, John Henry and their whole FSG and everything like that in the club. Now, you know, after having it sink for a while, you got to also think for, for me with these owners, we had American owners before that, that was awful. And these guys, uh, FSG bought us and they made a huge, you know, people talk about how LeBron is part ownership of Liverpool. People talk about how you know, Nike is now their, their kid before they had new balance. So it's like, okay, you just seen money dollar signs fly up. They're adding, uh, you know, an added stand to the stadium. They're, they're spending a lot, but the thing is with the club's history, they're going to use that to make a ton of money. And it's just showed, yes, we got quality players and that comes with it too. And the trophies came. So FSG, for all intents and purposes, they did give us what we wanted. We got a Champions League trophy with them. We got a, a freaking premiership trophy. You know, go to a Champions League game where you see Dortmund playing and you see their giant wall of fans and everything like that, all the chanting and everything like that. You go to PSG in France, you see the flares around and, those, uh, you know, their fans are pretty crazy too. Our fans, I mean, when I went to Anfield, get loud. And there's a lot of passion there. Uh I've never experienced that in my life. Maybe the only time I did was when I was in Quebec seeing the Montreal Canadiens play, but you know, the French Canadians. So you figure they have, you know, some kind of chanting things in a very like loud stadium too. Granted the United center is very loud too, but it's mostly the chants and all that other crazy uh, Julian slash like, you know, extreme fandom this that you see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, def- <laughs> it's definitely on my bucket list to get to a soccer game somewhere like uh, just to be in that atmosphere. Because- oh yeah. I'll show. Well, I'll take you. If, uh, <laughs> if you, uh, and that's a thing, like, because it's so far away and the time we do get to go back, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to another stadium. I'm ready to go back and experience like the beautiful game again in person. Cause 
it's like watching any sport in person. They don't, the TV doesn't really capture most of it. It does, but you know, seeing it with the naked eye is something completely different, but, um, but yeah, no, um, we'll go. And, uh, that's the thing. We'll find you a team also that, uh, you can support. I'll, uh, I'll help you out with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do want to get into, uh, just, uh, your love for Liverpool, how you got, how you became a fan of Liverpool, you know, how long have you been a fan of Liverpool? You kind of, and, and you know why, obviously there's so many teams to pick from. So, yeah. So my journey, I guess, uh, uh, for being a football slash soccer fan is basically at the beginning, uh, the only re- first introduction to sport, I actually never played it as a kid. I played it like casually with my cousins and stuff. I never was in a league. I was never going to, you know, my mom wasn't a soccer mom taking me to camp or taking me to the leagues and all that stuff. I don't know why I did baseball and I liked that, but soccer was just never a thing. I watched the world cups and um, my dad, he supports Tigres and in the Mexican league. Uh, but it wasn't, he wasn't like a diehard or anything like that. The only other team he liked was Chelsea, which was uh, located in London. And he's always liked them. Uh, so I think, I, I think he was over there with my mom and found the club, uh, went to a game, saw it. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to support somebody, these are going to be the guys. So uh, when he started introducing me to soccer, it was definitely World Cup. And they're like, oh, all big names, but it was never club, club level. And then we went to our first fire game and I was like, oh, this is cool. I like seeing it in person. And I got a little more interested. That was probably around uh, my like 10 or something like that when I really saw professionals play it. And, uh, you know, in America, especially back in the 90s and early, even early 2000s, no one really cared about soccer. You know, we don't have these giant stadiums. We have this history. We don't have, you know, all of this stuff and um, that links the clubs with the city because over there, like I said, people over there, this sport is their life. Yeah. Uh, the teams work very hand in hand with the city. The teams pretty much represent a good portion of the city to who supports them. I mean, you know, these are people going in and day out, day in and day out to go watch the game and everything like that. If you had to compare it to a sport here, it would probably be around with baseball. And the reason I say that is because especially like how Anfield is and how, um, most of England is, is that they want to keep the game uh, when it was starting out to be very, you know, fan driven. It's like, you know what, like we're paying, we're from an area that doesn't have much money, but the money we do spend and the money that we do go to is going to football. And that's what people would go to kind of like how people go to church on Sunday. Well, some people went to football and they would go with their mates. They'd go with their, uh, you know, family, they would all gather together and it was like a thing. And that has been going on for, like I said, over a hundred years of doing that level of commitment to a sport. And when you have that, it, get, it kind of seeps into the city, kind of how the the Bulls kind of took over uh, many times uh, over Chicago. Granted, it went worldwide. And um, I think because of the TV rights we had here in America, I think, you know, you can talk to anyone about the, the 90s Bulls. They'll tell you like, oh, I've watched games or I've seen Michael Jordan or, you know, there's a big thing over there. In Europe, they had all that, but we were kind of blocked out. I feel we were blocked out in America growing up because I never really heard about any of that stuff from TV or anything like that, unless it was a Champions League further in the 2000s where it was actually on NBC, ABC. Yeah. And, um, you know, when the owners it, bought, when the American owners yeah. bought it. And that was the, that's where we're going back to this too. Like we're talking about that Amazon and uh, 
the Amazon and the Disney money for broadcasting rights. And I mean, I, I'm a, I'm literally a product of a TV showing me something I can't see hundreds of thousands of miles away and watching the beautiful game, how it is. And, you know, again, we're very lucky to have the NBA here, the MLB, although, you know, I know the J league and the Korean league for baseball is very good too. I mean, I know the trophy for the Korean league, isn't it a sword? Yeah. Or is that like, that's amazing. That's awesome. Like, (laughs) I didn't like, I know they were one of the first sports to open up after COVID was a thing. So I watched some of it. It was awesome. Like I, I love Korean baseball, but, um, you know, this is all when you expand and show more people what the other people were there on the other side of the world are going crazy about it. You know, some people are going to catch on. And again, like it doesn't take much to show other leagues to people who are big fans of the sport, like in Mexico down there, they know of, you know, Manchester United, they know of Barcelona, they know these big teams because a lot of Mexicans, a lot of, you know, from where my family's from and everything like that, they have had their best players. They're like, oh, I want to go play for Barcelona. I want to go play Real Madrid. Like to them, that's like the the best. Like that's where you're going to go. That's very big in Brazil, very big in Central America, Argentina, South America. You know, everyone knows that if you want to go play this sport at the highest level, you got to go to Europe. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying just Europe. I, you know, the J League in uh, Japan, uh, Russia has you know, two teams that are in the Champions League in UEFA. So clearly, you know, they've got a lot of talent too, but most of the big teams and a lot of the history of people being good, England, Spain, you know, uh, France has a lot of stuff, Germany for sure. Uh, so when we finally got TV, the game, I'll, I'll never forget this. Uh, I saw a 3-3 game, uh, Barcelona-Real Madrid, a Clasico, and it was the game. I think it was Messi's first of Classico. And after I watched that game, because my family just got goal TV and Ray Hudson was commentating, great commentator, amazing. You should look up some of his lines. It's the guy has uh, a way with words. So I'll leave it with that. But, um, you know, I watched the game and it was, the game was beautiful. It was, yeah, it's a tie game. And I know people here go crazy about tie games. Like, how could that be? But it, it, you saw some of the best players there. You saw, such top level control of the game and like Barcelona, especially when Pep was there the first time, Pep Guardiola, the current Manchester City coach, when he was coaching them, they were playing very beautiful soccer where it was almost like, you know, it, it was almost like they were playing a video game and everyone else was just like along for the ride and getting destroyed. And that game pretty much sparked it for me. And um I got into the sport. And again, with the goal TV, I was able to really watch it. And I remember watching the, the big game that I, I decided uh, to be a Liverpool fan. Now um, it was AC Milan and it was AC Milan versus uh, Liverpool 2005. And one of my favorite players uh, that I was following, I was like, all right, let me follow the Spanish league because if it's Europe, I want to, you know, let me just pick Spain because, you know, I'm Mexican. My mom's side of the family goes back to roots to Spain. So I was like, I'll just go for them being my European country. So I will find Spanish players and I'll like see how they're playing at the top level and all that stuff. And like, again, I was watching the world cup and because, you know, if Mexico got out, I was like, all right, let me get another team up. So I have two teams to root for, Eh, you know, I know some people won't like that, but you know, that's just the way I did it. And I was like, one of those players was Chavi Alonso. And he made a big signing to go to Liverpool. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, Liverpool this is cool. And I started reading up about them, saw some highlights on the good old, uh, you know, 
like whatever ad available on the gold TV, like reruns and everything like that. You know, I was like, I like this player. He's cool. He's Spanish. Like, you know, Liverpool seems cool. Like, you know, the Beatles are from there. That's pretty cool. And like, you know, I did a little more research on the city and like the team. I was like, okay, you know, these guys are pretty badass. Like, you know, I, I dig their whole motto, you know, never walk alone. I really dug their whole ideas behind, you know, Bill Shankly and Bob Paisley and everything like that. The, like they were very like, you know, like everyone's a big family and like, you know, you got to help, help everyone out you know, really gave that brotherly love kind of thing that I feel the more Northern area of England has where everyone looks out for each other. Everyone's very loyal to, you know, like their city. Everyone's like, that, that's the vibe I got from it. And I was like, you know, I can, I respect that. You know, I don't want to just go to a team that's just like, we're rich. Fuck. Yeah. We're the best. Like it's uh, no, not for me. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. Uh, 2005 Champions League final against Liverpool against an, a stacked AC Milan team, and uh, any Liverpool fan will tell you, or any person really into soccer, uh, that's one of the games you should watch because it goes to show you how a team can come back. And Liverpool's one of those teams that when they do come back, it's usually everyone's heard about it because something freaking crazy happened, and you can't believe it. I mean, you know, you talk about the most recent one with uh, Liverpool and Barcelona. I mean. I remember I was at work watching that and I freaked out, you know, celebrating everything like that while people were like, I don't get it. Like, you know, was he so happy about it? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, you know, if I tell him, oh, I'm, I'm excited over a soccer game, they're gonna be like, who the hell watches soccer? But, uh, <laughs> you know, but anyway, um, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's where I started loving this team. And I've been to Anfield twice and, you know, as a, as a fan and as an American, it's with no family at Liverpool, it's insanely hard to get tickets, which is fine. I'm okay with that because there's been, again, people who've been going to these games for tons of years that have had season tickets and they retain them because, again, they love their club, they love their football, and it's their team. So, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, I got to pay the premium tickets, the, you know, that they're not like skyboxes, but they're basically like, hey, if you are not one of the members of our club and you have that early access of because you've gone to so many games you have access to this games before everyone else then you're gonna have to pay this to get into the stadium and watch the game and i mean you know i'm going once a year and you know save up my pennies to go do that and it's worth every penny for me because being at that historic stadium seeing all the history that's there and, and not only that but seeing your team play and the, the atmosphere around it it was i mean it's priceless to me and, uh, you know, after my first year, I went back again next year. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm going to keep coming back and, you know, racking up some games on my membership. So, you know, maybe eventually I can start getting into the line ahead of people, uh, you know, that no longer support the club that way. Cause, so I can start going and getting tickets there and seeing them more often. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have a job flexible enough so I could go travel work from home in Liverpool or whatever hotel I'm at and then go to the game and then come back really quick. You know, it was totally worth it for me, the flight and everything like that. Totally worth it. I love it. And again, when I've been there every time people are nothing but friendly there, I've, you know, met people from Liverpool at, in Chicago bars, AJ Hudson's is the one I go to and they're, you know, they're scouts, they're from the area and everything like that. They come here and they're the nicest people in my opinion that I've met, especially the supporters are, it's, so nice. And, um, you know, I've linked up with other people's friends and they're like, Hey, you know, my friend from America's coming, you know, 
go have a couple of beers with them and, you know, we'll go to the game and it's an experience. And I felt very welcomed. And, uh, you know, same thing when I went to the, uh, the Munich game, same thing, people very, very friendly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, the game I went, they won the league. So for that game, uh, I got super crazy tickets. I guess someone didn't want them at the last minute. minute. Wow. So I bought it from like the German version of StubHub. And I thought they were fake. So I was like, I told my buddy, like, these might be fake. They're too good to be true. So we'll go hang out at the stadium and over there, you know, in Germany, you can drink in public, like as long as you're not being an idiot. I was like, we just drink outside the stadium. I'm sure there's going to be a party out here anyway. Like, you know, they won the league, so it doesn't matter if they win or lose. So, um, but yeah, no, they were real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, crazy time. But the, the experience of going to these games and seeing top level soccer is just, it's priceless, man. And again, like you get to experience the cities that are associated with these teams and they're over there. You know, especially in Europe, they love their soccer, man. And that's, you know, the sport, if not the sport of, you know, the countries that they're playing in. So it's cool when you go to a country that actually appreciates this new love sport that you found and are trying to see, because of course, like, it's like, oh my God, on public TV, you can watch this. And, you know, you have like, you know, you see sports magazines and places, or I guess, you know, now you see it online. And most of it is like, you know, you see like one or two things about soccer and no news whatsoever. I mean, yeah. just, I mean, you know, ESPN, I think very well. How long did it take for ESPN FC to become a thing? Yeah. And then like, yeah, just even the mention of soccer, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is Champions League game. Yeah. You know, the rest of the world's going to be watching it, but like, yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing is the Premier League, especially they have, put so much money into showing these things in america that there's a huge boost in fandom here too so and I'm, for me that's cool because now i can go to bars and they're liberal bars and i'm like perfect yeah, this uh cool. you know it gives you a kind of a feel back over there and how you're surrounded by people who actually support your club which is awesome but yeah uh pretty much that is my background on how i became a liverpool supporter uh, yeah, I, I picked it. And again, you know, you're gonna have those fans that are like, well, I was born here, so you can't be a fan like that. I was like, you know what, dude, I don't know what to tell you. And I can't please you, but I like this team. I like what they represent. I, again, I had a great time with the fans there. I had a great time, uh, you know, following this team since, you know, 2000, 2000. And I care about them. So yeah. that's enough for me. And if that, that's not enough for you or because I'm American, then so be it. I don't care. I just love the sport and I like this team. And that's why I guess that's why I felt so emotional. And so like through the feelings of like seeing another American come into this team, but all they see is dollar signs as opposed to, you know, and the thing is you figure by buying players, investing in the stadium, you're like, oh man. Maybe this guy kind of does care because the other Americans, they didn't really spend money on it. So maybe these guys are legit. Maybe these guys actually care about, you know, they want to build us up to be back to, you know, best of Europe and all that stuff. But at the end, after all this, it's like, wow, we just got duped. These guys don't give a shit. These guys just want money. Signing with Nike. And I'm not a fan of the new jerseys, man. They just look like, again, they look like jerseys that every other Nike brand has. And it's just like stamp Liverpool. Okay. Give me a hundred dollars. And the kid, it's nothing to you know, write home about. Yeah. Um, you know, you just start really reading in between the lines, but we're so drunk with like success and happiness that I feel like the ownership's kind of like, kind of went back, tweaked a couple things. And it's like, all right, they didn't react a couple, tweak a couple things. They didn't react. And now when the true intentions show up and all that, you know, there's, a lot of clubs are saying like, oh, well, you know, 
Real Madrid and Perez said they're going to do this and we don't want to be left behind because if this is the new, the new hot thing, we got to be part of it because we're Liverpool. And I'm pretty sure almost all of the premier, uh, premiership teams said something around that line of being like, well, I mean, we didn't want to miss out and I get it. Like, but again, with all the history that you have from the Champions League and all that stuff, how can you just erase it and just be like, you know, what? we're not going to think about that anymore. We're just going to move like this. Even like the little spit would be like, hey, fans, we don't want to be left out. And this thing's happening. So if they said that first and there was like an interaction and there was like a decision, maybe some fans are like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, let's go get that money. Let's go, um, you know, let's go be the best in this this league, too. I mean, I could see. If Perez was up to the Real Madrid fans, it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to make this Super League and we're going to give it to one streaming device. So you don't have to pay like all this extra stuff to stream it on this uh, TV program you have or on cable and, you know, sell it into a fact of being like, this is going to help the the fan become even more in love with it. It's like, oh, you're going to be playing all the best teams. Like, that's what we want to do. Yeah, I could see that maybe working for some people being like that, not necessarily selling out, but, you know, once you start getting to the point of being like, you know, we're going to abandon this, we're going to abandon that. We're just going to transfer it over. Like it's, you're playing around with it, like with people's feelings, not taking consideration that some people are like, again, diehards for these clubs and spend a lot of money. And not only that, but the nice thing about, you know, it's expensive now to go to games, but even then, like there is a way for you to go to the games. And there are people who, um, you know, I mean, they just tried raising the prices to 77 pounds for tickets to the club and people freaked out. They're like, no, that's too much. You know, they're too used to the games where it's affordable to go. And now it's, it did go up, but, you know, we do have a product that kind of warrants the, the money to do that. And I, again, no problem paying it. I, I get things cost money. I get a good team cost money, but at the same time, like, you know, don't, don't just like, sorry to say like, we really want to make money. And we know that if you can't make it, someone else is just going to take your place. It's like, come on, you know, yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to milk something, make it. So it seems like we are actually thought about and cared about rather than just like being like, Oh yeah, the fans um, actually uh, it was leaked that I forgot who said it. One of the founding clubs, one of uh, the uh, share or one of the chairmen said that, you know what kids these days, they don't, you know, they don't care about Champions League. They don't care about, you know, football they don't care about you know fifa and stuff like that like we got to make this appealing so that everyone watches it and like you know the old fans like they have all this like whatever they're legacy fans is what they said and that left a really bad taste in a lot of people's (laughs) mouths it's like oh i'm sorry i'm a legacy fan like they know they're gonna lose me to their new scheme but they're gonna gain so many other of the younger generation all that stuff which i was like dude do you really know your fan base if that's what you think like Mm -hmm. i mean again i don't believe it yeah, exactly. And I was like, that sounds like BS. And again, you look at these footages of in London of all these people protesting. There's pe- there's old people, there's young people. And, yeah. you know, wear a mask, go protest. But it's like, you know, again, these these people have felt betrayed. They're very angry. And I mean, um, I'm not, again, saying don't wear a mask at protests, especially yelling at people and all that stuff. But, yeah. I, you know, I guess when you're in the heat of the moment, it doesn't even matter because they felt, and I mean, I didn't even want to watch any more games after I heard about the, the, the you know, the ESL. It's just like, you know what? What's the point? We're going to join this new league. There's no champions league anymore. The season. It's just like, it's already like, we're not doing too well. We're not even going to get in that champions league spot. So what's the point of watching? Like, I, and like, again, the owners, they don't give a damn. It's like, uh, it, it was just really discouraging. And like, again, a lot of people were like, I refuse to watch. 
because of what's going on. And I, you know, I respect that. And I was kind of like, yeah, I refuse to watch too. Cause this is just shit. Like so such toxicity in the air. Like what's the point? Like everyone's felt defeated. And then, you know, once we started lifting everything, um, you know, like I said, today's the Arsenal game. I watched a little bit of that, but it's just, I still feel like there's that stench in the air that people are still like, I can't believe they tried doing this. It's and, um, new, man. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, were you ready to burn your jersey like at some? Point? No, 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 no. Because you know what? Um, maybe my Nike jersey I just bought, <laughs> and uh, but like you know, uh, what I've been doing instead of buying jerseys, especially since this new Nike thing is uh, came out with the partnership, uh, I've been buying a lot of because again, I love the team, I love the players, I love the city, I love who Liverpool are. I just don't love who owns them. Yeah, and they're clearly not. After they did this, they're clearly not like Liverpool fans. They don't give a shit. Like they just this is their money. They don't and care about that, the community or anything. Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool's very in tune with their community. Again, I I kind of bashed them for that whole furlough thing with the, um, you know, with within the club. But that's not you know Liverpool people saying that. That was up top. So you look at top before you start going down. If up top's telling you to do this, you know, why would you be mad at the? you know, the, the person who worked there, it's not their fault. They're not the one controlling this. So, you know, you look up top and that's a, uh, you know, FSG, they're the ones who own it. So you got to look at the Americans and be like, what the hell, why are you doing this? Like, you know, you have the money. We've been going to the games. We, we put a lot of money into this and we know you got it. And uh, again, I understand COVID is making a lot of other teams go belly up Yeah, and it's bad. I mean, you have a lot of really good teams that have history. Like I've been talking to you about, and they're just like, yeah, with COVID, we don't have the sponsorship anymore. We don't have the fans coming in. And these are smaller clubs. So they're like, I mean, you've seen it here in America. You've seen a lot of small businesses just close. And again, you don't buy a football club to get rich unless, you know, it's one of these top teams and all that stuff. And maybe you can make a product out of it. Like how kind of FSG did with us. They just rolled the dice and everything worked out great. And again, our team has been in so many other people's like, Oh yeah. Liverpool. Like I, I hear about them a lot. Like, you know, you see it on NBC. It's like, Oh, Liverpool European champions. Oh, like, you know, they have your good club now. Oh, they have all these big signings. Like, you know, they, they were the new hype and like everyone now kind of is like, Oh yeah, they're one of the top teams now. Of course, because of injuries, that's not a thing anymore, but um, you know, that's a different topic, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you realize that, you know, Right now, am I excited for the next Liverpool game like against Newcastle? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but what's going to happen? Are we going to see bounce from UEFA? Because when they made the decision to leave, it was that Friday that UEFA was like, hey, if these guys don't leave, we're just going to kick them out of the Champions League. And right now in the Champions League, there's two semifinals going on. Three of those yeah. teams that are in there were basically going to be like, hey, we're going to just kick your guys out because you're in here. Yeah, that's a big no-no. It's literally the only team that would be left from that band would be PSG. So it's like, do you just give them the trophy? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, PSG, they were in the finals for last year. So I know they're going to want to go to the final again. But I mean, they did just beat Bayern who beat them last year in the Champions League final. So are they going to be like, cool, Man City, Real Madrid and Chelsea all got eliminated. So I win automatically because you guys want to go make a super league. Like yeah. I'm sure they'll take it. Like that's fine. But you know, no one wants to see that. Like as a mutual fan, I don't want to see that. I'm rooting for Chelsea because that's my dad's team, but I don't want real Madrid to win it. I don't want man city to win it. Definitely PSG. Yeah. You know, PSG Chelsea, that'd be my ideal uh, 
final. And then whoever wins, I, uh, I'll be happy for Neymar and Mbappe and, uh, you know, uh, Posh as well. Like, I think he's a great fan, uh, coach. I think, uh, especially with Tottenham and what they're going on right now with their coach being fired and all that stuff. But, um, yeah. you know, he's about to go win the Champions <laughs> League now. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of excitement happening. And this all was happening. And they were about to cancel the Champions League because of all this. So it's like, you take away our Champions League, you take away the feel of how we are feeling in the Premier League, especially with such tight games. So for me, I was fucking destroyed. I was like, what's the point? I don't care anymore. And like, again, this is my sport. So imagine like this should be my happiest times, semifinals in the Champions League at the end of the league of the Premier League. You're just like, okay, I'm going to know what Liverpool's about to, if they're going to even be in the Champions League next year, we'll figure it out, Europa, whatever. And all this just happened. And, and again, uh, I was not protesting or anything like that, but I was trying to find ways to go to a Red Sox game and like bring a banner in or something like that. Uh, You know, FSG, they own Fenway, the, the the Red Sox and all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, if I, uh, if this guy's going to listen to me, it's going to probably be more in Boston than anywhere else. Cause he actually is, you know, he's an American. He's here, I'm sure. But, you know, I doubt they care. And uh, it'd be cool if someone flew a banner. I think so. But I don't think, especially with COVID, there's no way you're going to be able to sneak in a banner, especially if yeah, you don't, probably. like, fly it. There's no way. But then again, I've seen people make big signs before. So I guess yeah. you could always just make a big one out of those, like, little fan uh, signs. Yeah. Uh, that you I think people out. bring in Sharpies to the thing so they make it on their seats so they get away with it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I've like, I've definitely seen it where, um, you know, they're handing out like authentic fan, like little things where you can like, write, like, it's my birthday. <laughs> I'll just write in big cast FSG out. So, you know, just wave that like a crazy man wearing my Liverpool uh, top and everything yeah. like that. Make it very obvious. Yeah. But, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, the, the football world's still trying to heal, man. People are angry. Yeah, the opposite of what Perez says. Uh, what do you say was going to save soccer or whatever? I mean, again, this all started, in my opinion, because in the Champions League, they're like, you know what? We want you guys to play more games. And these guys are like, well, if you want us to play more games, why don't we just make our own league and make it better than yours? And then, you know what? We'll make a huge profit from it, do the TV rights and all that, because then we'll just get all the money. And this will save soccer because – their big thing is this will save soccer because now te- these teams can afford big players like Mbappe because he's at the end of his contract. And right now, even my team, Liverpool, they're like, okay, we need to get this Mbappe money. So we can be like, hey, come to our club. We can afford paying you. You're insane. I, honestly, I, I, I've already lost count how many millions this guy is going to be worth. And that's their justification. They're like, you know what? These players cost way too much money now. And yeah, they've been getting huge contract boosts. I mean, you know, you talk about some players that, you know, are playing, they're making a ton of money, but really not all that great. I mean, when Coutinho left Liverpool to go to Barcelona, he wasn't really fitting the system there. Then of course he goes to Bayern Munich, wins the Champions League with them. Go figure. But again, Barcelona, especially, you'll see they're paying a lot of players that they're not even like, you know, making the starting lineup a ton of money. And, you know, they're like, we need to get that, that ESL money. You know, we need to pay for these players. You know, they want to make a profit too. Like maybe not as bad as the Americans, but they're like, how are we going to keep up with paying, uh, you know, people to come play for Barcelona, for Madrid and all that stuff. Cause I'm assuming their TV deals aren't as good as the premiership teams. Cause they didn't seem to use that excuse that they need to buy players and everything like that. But you know, again covid being another big reason why they wanted to do this they're like yeah because there's no fans we can't fill out the suites we can't fill out the seats and like we can't pay all these people that work here too and i get that again i think 
ultimately at the end of the day, if the teams almost consulted, I mean, the fans make a big portion of it, especially in this, in this, like in the countries that they're in and in the sport that they're in, it's not like here in the NFL where it's just a franchise. It's like, Oh, you're always going to be here, you know, in their culture and over there relegation and league tiers are a big thing. You can have a team that was all the way back in like the second division come up and win at the top level and get like, you know, turn into a bigger club. And that's cool. I like that. I like the fact that like three teams at the end of the year go get relegated in the, in the league below it, they get a promotion. Yeah. And with that comes money, with that comes, you know, the ability to upgrade your stadium, upgrade, you know, it's what fan doesn't like winning trophies and getting, you know, up and down. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's the whole idea of being a fan. I mean, you know, you look at teams like, uh, uh, like Pompey, where they were a Premier League club, and now they're, I think they're in the third division. They're just going up and down, up and down. Teams like Sunderland, same thing, Premier League team, and they're just going up and down because of bad ownership. Yeah. And you're just like, holy cow, this is like a soap opera almost. Yeah. Like you've seen all this, all this drama happening. And um, yeah, I mean, can you imagine that in American sports? Like, a, like you know, the New, uh, the New York Jets demoted. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know we have uh, feeder teams, especially like baseball. But the thing is, it's like, all right, so you know, the Blackhawks, their uh, AHL affiliate are the Rockford IceHogs. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, and that's the thing, like you can switch players between the two divisions, yeah. but imagine them being two separate divisions where it's like, all right, the Blackhawks are in the NHL. Oh, they did really bad this year. They're going to drop you down over to the AHL now. Cause yeah. you got to get better. A lot of uh, English people, a lot of um, people in Europe were saying like, Hey, you know, the thing I don't like is that here in America, you know, you can just play really, really bad and hope you get a high draft pick. And then you can reinvent your whole team like that over there. They're kind of like, you know, what's the point of losing on purpose for a draft pick? You know, you want to win. Yeah. So I don't think you could sell anyone about that fact. It's like, you know what? We're going to tank so hard because in this system, if we do that, we have a better chance of getting a good player over there. That's unheard of. It's like, why would you just like how people here? It's like, how can you leave a game at a tie? That's unheard of. It's like, <laughs> well, why would you lose to try getting a better player? Yeah. So when you try to franchise a sport that doesn't have, a place where you can't lose out of all that money you get, then it's just, uh, it's going to be a big, big backlash with that. So I think that's what they were trying to do with this league. Cause they were like, Oh yeah, the founding members, they never leave. They're always here. It's like, dude, they, you have to earn it. That's what yeah. the whole point of the champions league. That's why it's so great because yeah. it's all the best of the best of Europe. And that changes just like in time. So like, you know, if your team like Leicester city, they never were in the Champions League, and they were winners for the first time uh, in the Premier League a couple of years ago. And it was a great story, and the fans like, oh, my God, you know, I'm sure they're over the moon. And then go to the Europe, too, to play in the Champions League, and they, they did pretty well. All, all things considered, they went pretty far from where they were at, and they were playing big teams, again, in Europe, European Knights. And all the fans get to go to that? Yeah, that's amazing. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, I'm jealous, like – you know, in my lifetime, Liverpool have always been in the first division. I, I can't imagine seeing your team going from like second division and going up to the first division, then winning your first division yeah. in the you know the main uh, league, and then going to something like the Champions League that you've heard about. So all those players, I'm sure they're over the moon and gasping like, you know, I was watching you know people that I idolized growing up for this sport, and you know ultimately that's the thing, man. You know how you inspire a new generation of people 
by destroying history. (laughs) That sounds like the opposite of what you do, but, um, exactly. Are there things that you think uh, are in maybe the premier league, uh, since that's the one you you follow at Liverpool or, uh, you know, some of these champion, the champions league or the Europa league that you would like to see maybe tweaked or changed, or do you think it's fine? It is. Uh, well, definitely not. I mean, you know, Champions League has its problems of its own and Europa uh, as well. I mean, uh, the final between Chelsea and uh, Arsenal was in Baku. For those people that don't know, Baku is not exactly the easiest place to get to. And on top of that, people from both teams are from London. So to get there, I think they're only allocated not even like 6,000 tickets, some some ridiculous number. And the rest of the tickets in the final were for you know people with the dough, yeah. The the people and businesses and all that stuff. That's the one people spending all the money at. So yeah, there's big problems. I mean that that defeats what I was just telling you. Like, like we want the, this for the yeah, this is for the fans. You know, yeah. we don't want to. It's you like know, there's, no, there's no actual fans at the Super Bowl. It's just like you know rich people and celebrities. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And again, this is coming from a sport where all you need is a ball and you can play it. Again, that's why I feel football is so great because you don't have to be rich to enjoy the sport. You just have to have passion. And literally you can play football anywhere. I mean, I can set up two trash cans and a ball and that can keep me entertained for a long time. You know, you, you make do with what you got, you can play it. Whereas in like, you know, try getting into hockey just for the heck of it. Yeah. yeah right. It's so expensive. Like you, you can't see, a, you can't see, I mean, I play casually mm-hmm. and every time I have to go get a new stick. Cause I broke one. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, my high school didn't even have a team. They had like a club team and the only kids that were in it were like all the rich Italians from my school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause it ain't cheap, man. <laughs> it's not like, again, like you can get a soccer ball anywhere for like what? Um, yeah. How much does the soccer ball cost? $5. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you know, it's not that expensive because that's all you really need. And you can find, uh, especially over in England, like, Oh my God, I love I it. Like you can find why, pitches everywhere. I think that's why basketball has been picking up in Europe as well. Cause it's another sport where you really only need a ball, you know, and a hoop. And, yeah. Yeah. And you, you can make the hoop out of anything. I mean, exactly I used to, in Chicago, you know, in Ellie's uh, in Bridgeport, I used to see people set up uh milk crates yeah milk crates crates and like a two by four or something yeah you make do you really don't need much to get it going you just need a decent ball and then like even then you don't need a decent ball like shoot you can get entertained just throwing like a you know like one of those like wiffle balls into a hoop just like screwing around so you know and that's the thing these sports the fact that anyone can play yeah it helps to be six foot plus and you know built and all that stuff but look at someone like Messi. But dude, I'm taller than him and I'm, <laughs> and I'm short. So the fact that you can be one of the best players in the world and be a little munchkin, it doesn't really matter if you're six foot tall, like, you know, Lewandowski, who's a giant beastly Polish man that like scores goals like crazy. You have, you know, people of all different sizes and, and everything like that, that can play this game. And I mean, that's why I do love it because, you know, the love for the game and playing it too it's just like playing catch here in america it's just something about it it's just it hits those feels of why we love sports yeah. and, I, and again you can make connections with people which you know that's what's all about like uh making these genuine connections over something you both love why uh why complicate that thing with money in the way because that's how you get people to move away from your sport i'll tell you that much 
definitely not saving it that's for sure no you, you talk just talking about soccer like you you talked about the community you went to the everybody's nice you know you have this big thing and then you saw it with the protest i mean it was hours after and people were already going to the club offices you know throwing stuff at windows putting up banners getting angry yeah. and i yeah. think that just shows like when when you texted me the the video with chelsea fans cheering when they heard that their team finally dropped out of this nonsense uh, you, you talked about the passion. And I mean, I think when you have this passion and you have this community, that is what soccer is to say you're saving it by doing this thing that really only benefits a couple of people. That's just very out of touch, in my opinion. I, I oh, yeah, think. absolutely. And, um, you know, my biggest thing is when you go see it in person and when you or even watch it on TV and you actually invest the time to see what's going on. And you get to see these players play at the high, top level and you experience it with people who also are sharing like, oh, my God, look at this. It's amazing. You know, you forget about all the other things going on. You forget about your stressful job. You forget about, you know, maybe because COVID is so horrible, like, you know, people are having very rough times. This was an escape for a lot of people. This is an escape for me. When the Premier League was halted and it came back, I was over the moon. I was so happy. And yes, you know, I wanted all the players to be safe. I want us to be safe. You know, yeah. COVID is not a joke. And, uh, yeah. you know, once it came to the way of being like, all right, you know what? The players are as safe as they can. I, I'm not as familiar with uh, how players are being treated over in England or Spain with uh, getting their vaccines. But I know over here in America, players are now starting to get vaccinated as well, yeah. uh, which is great. You know, I'm fully vaccinated now, which Good job for Illinois. That's one of the good things they've actually done. They pushed out the vaccine at a great pace uh, compared to other states. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm halfway there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, um, this was an escape from a really troubling time in the world right now. And the world, you know, to get back to normal, sports was one of those things. And uh, to come back and see that after a very tough return of half of a season and then a full season after this, then you're, Oh yeah, we need more money. We're going to make a leak. It's like, dude. So what is like, are we ever going to go back to hundred percent normal? Like there's this ugly stench now with the club about how they're trying to find ways to make more money because of like this awful COVID thing that put a huge dent in their pocketbook. They're like, Oh, we got to sell two yachts now. Yeah. And in our three fleet or three dozen armada. And it's like, <laughs> you know, Again, my club has money. The owners have money. Yeah, they probably lost a lot of money too, but it's like, why would you then not even like say like, all right, so clearly things are going back to normal. I got to make money. Why not make your fans super happy and work with ways to benefit both of us rather than saying like, you know, I'll just take the whole pie and then maybe I'll leave some crumbs for you. And, uh, you know, that just stems back to another problem that we have all together. And like I told you, you know, when I heard all this, you know, I was kind of like at work. I was bummed too. I was just like, man, like, what do I have to look forward to? Yes, the White Sox are supposed to be good this year. Yes, the Bulls can only go higher up rather than lower, right? I hope. <laughs> we hope. I mean, yeah, like, so like my sports teams and the Hawks, like, actually, yeah, they're doing pretty good. I enjoy watching their games. They're fun. But yeah. I miss going to the games, man. So it's like, uh, you know, hockey is definitely one of those sports that's so much better seeing in person, oh, even from TV. Yes, you can see better. the puck better, but yeah. it's still like, yeah, you can't really follow it as good as it is when you're in person. Whereas in, uh, you know, in soccer, the way they have the 
the shooting and everything like that from TV, it is almost ideal to see the build because of how stretched out they are. So that is nice. But, um, but yeah, you know, again, I, I think you can talk to a lot of people that are passionate about their team, especially if they're in this and being like, yeah, I was kind of, you know, felt a little betrayed, kind of lost my passion. And again, these are people that are in love with the city, with the club, with players there. Yeah. And like, you know, the thing is the players and the coach, they were kind of throwing under the bus. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to do all this. And yeah, I know you guys don't really want to do that too. Cause that means like, you're going to, you know, again, these players are grew up watching the champions. Like these players grew up. Uh, we have some local boys that are on the team that are like, Hey, Liverpool's my team. Like, you know, Trent, I know he was like, what the heck? Like, I don't want to lose, like get out of the premier league. You know, this is, this is my thing. You know, the champions league, that's part of our history. Like what's wrong with you? So, you know, big ups to the players and the coaches at the end of the day, clearly a, a majority of them were not with it. They did not agree with it. And I don't it clearly they knew in the beginning. I they didn't. They They're they blindsided. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. like how we found out. How do you not tell your own team? I just don't get that. Like that's... Yeah. I guess in that way, it's kind of like you go into work and then you're like, Hey, who are the new dudes? Uh, what are they doing here? And they're like, Oh yeah, we're buying your company and we're going to do this. It's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. what do you mean you're doing that? It's like, you're working for a new person now. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, you were always working for us, but now we're like kind of putting our foot in and like, you're going to make some changes now. And you're like, Oh, what the heck? So, um, yeah. So yeah. Big game with Newcastle coming up and, uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to watch it for sure. And, uh, maybe that'll help, you know, air out this whole situation. I don't know if FSG is going to sell. I don't know if there's going to be any retaliation from UEFA because of this. I really don't know. It's a bunch of question marks. And I guess until I get those questions answered, I'm just riding the wave now of emotions of, again, feeling happy again that the sport's back and we're, you know, into another weekend of awesome Premier League action. But at the same time, it's like, again, like what's going on with all this other stuff. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep positive with my sport and uh, keep positive with my team, but you know, they are testing. I'm definitely surprised that it, it went so fast. I mean, I'm not surprised with the backlash. I'm surprised that they folded so fast. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone wants riots in front of their stadium. Uh, I mean, this is when Liverpool won the league. You know, that's when COVID was all happening. And just look at pictures of people out with flares and fireworks partying and all that <laughs> stuff. That's when they're happy. Yeah. Can you imagine this lot when they're angry and yeah. betrayed yeah. and spat on? How did they not know that that was going to happen, though, when they announced uh, it? I think, again, we go back to that whole legacy fan thing. We're like, you know what? We're going to lose a lot of people, but we might gain the attraction of other people. So it'll weigh itself out at the end. I don't think they realized how wrong they were with that. And clearly, when they were doing the translation of uh, from fan to uh, from supporter to owner, being like, hey, you should probably not piss these people off because they're going to retaliate. And I think, again, a large majority of people because of how it was delivered, no matter if it was in England or in Spain or, you know, I know the Germans, especially they're like, we don't want to sell out, you know, Bayern Munich. They, they weren't like, Oh, you know, I know they're probably, they don't want to be left out too, Yeah. but they're smart enough to be like, dude, our fans are probably gonna be pissed if we do this. Like yeah. we need to see this out. And then like, we'll jump in. And if everyone's like, okay, this is a good idea. UF is awful. Let's get out of here. Uh, rather than just being like, you know what? We'll take that choice away from you. Cause if you get people the choice, I mean, that would make me feel better if I had a say about it. And if yeah. the majority of people voted okay, then, you know, it's a democracy, okay? You know, I'll go with the flow. And it's not like we're doing anything, you know, 
evil or anything like that. Uh, now, what the owners were doing was pretty evil to the fans. I hope I hope we can be positive and I hope we can get out of this. But, um, you know, I know the Glazers are wanted out by Man United 100%. I know most of the people at FSG want, or most people at Liverpool want FSG out 100%. And um, Arsenal, Stan Kroenke is definitely not making any fans anytime soon. And now this really pushed it over. They wanted out. Uh, you know, again, Chelsea being one of the first ones out, I did see people saying, oh, Roman out, but people know with the owner of Chelsea with Roman, he's very, uh, you know, he spends a lot of money, he fires coaches, and that's just the style that they are. And, yeah. you know, no disrespect, but like, you know, if this guy sees money, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, why not ask your fans? Is like, hey, we're just going to join another league. Like, you guys want to win trophies, right? You know, Chelsea are the only team in London that has a champions league. That's a big deal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they, they won't tell you, they won't tell you that, like, Hey, you know, Hey, Arsenal, Hey, you know, Tottenham, you guys are trying so hard to get champions league and we have one. You don't. Yeah. And you know, that's a big thing in being in London too. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I don't think they face as much as a backlash. Uh, I can't speak for uh, the fans of Juventus and the fans of, um, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, because for me, I don't really have many friends that are into that fan base, but I can only imagine the diehards that have similar interests in me on how you care more about fans rather than the dollar at the end of the day. They probably have very similar feelings too. So I can't really speak on them, but I know the backlash as far as the premiership was big time. No, no. Yeah. So what what do you think needs to be done so this uh, doesn't happen in the future? Because it seems like Perez and Agnelli are kind of behind the scenes thinking, okay, how do we make this work? You know, honestly, I I don't know. Uh, even with the rebrand, would you really want to go back to this? I uh, the thing is, this might become a thing, and you're right. Like they might still be pushing it because of what the Champions League is doing. It's like hot. You know, now we have the upper hand. We have the fans with us. We also have the new format that they had introduced with more teams being there, more games being played. And at the end, we don't want that because it's like, you know, that's more games to squish into an already busy season. You know, these players, they're not going to play way more games that they have to. It's, uh, yes, more money. Yes, more, you know, who doesn't want to play in the Champions League? But you're going to have to expand the roster even more now if you want to compete in all the levels. Uh, I mean, going to have injuries and, and well, yeah, players. definitely. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the season, but like in the premiership, you know, you have the FA cup, which is a sub cup of all the football teams in England battling it out for a cup. Then you have the Carbico cup. That's another yeah. thing that they got going on with the top leagues in England. And then you have the champions league, which is the top four teams that are going to go battle in Europe. And then you also have the league, like the main league that everyone else plays. So that's four competitions that the top teams have. And I want to add another one. <laughs> so, and you know, the whole problem, again, like I said, from the beginning, UEFA, why are you adding all these games? This is the time that, you know, the ESL slid in, slid in. And it was like, Hey, we're going to do this. This is better. And I didn't like it. So one of these days, UF is going to screw up and they're going to make it even worse where they're like, all right, you know what? UF is going to do whatever they want. And I know there's a lot of history, but we got to think of something either to make them stop because I think that ultimately will satisfy most fans if they can be, you know, be like, okay, stop making this so impossible. Stop putting your games in areas where you sell it all to the rich people as opposed to giving it back to the fans. Like, 
you know, don't come out being like UFA safe football. UFA cares about the fans because in reality, they're just like a USL. They just been around. They're just around first, yeah. in my opinion. You know, that it's all about money. Oh yeah, and um, it's always about money. It's always about money. And um, but again, at least in Champions League, you have to earn to get there. You know, they're, they're, you know uh, that was one of the biggest problems. And maybe that's what they got to do with the next one, uh, the next change uh, of their pitch. Like, you know what, USL this time. All the tickets are going to go to the fans with like sky boxes excluded, like, you know, like business boxes and all that stuff. Or maybe you can get a group of people and buy it kind of like how people do in the cell. But, you know, it's uh, it's at least catered a little more to the fans opposed to the big rich people and all that other stuff. Maybe that'll be a way to do it. And it's like, oh, by the way, you also have to compete and be on the top level in these brackets in your respective league. Yeah. I think that would be a big appeal, too. It's like, oh, OK, like, you know, um. I, I don't like the fact that they said like, Oh, we'll just transfer all your old history to the new one. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of that. I'd rather just start from scratch, you know, maybe coexist and then maybe champions league will be like, okay, we got to fix our stuff and they'll, they'll stop that before it becomes a thing. I don't know. It's at this point it's USL and UFA playing chess right now and we're all just along for the ride. So yeah. I hope um, both of them end up just like outdoing each other and making it better for the fans. Cause that, that, and that way we'll win again. It's about that money too. So they could definitely uh, do some damage. So I'm just trying to enjoy what I have right now. Cause yeah. again, after COVID and all this other stuff, who knows how it's going to be in two years from now, who knows how the premiership is going to be two years from now. You know, a lot of people talk about VAR ruining the game too. And, you know, the premiership is not a perfect league as well. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, no one, like the normal fans can't go because of how expensive it is too. Again, like people did lose their seats because it was like so dang expensive in these areas that don't have people with a ton of money, but they love the club a lot. So there's a lot of problems, but this definitely did not help, you know, throwing a big megaton of uh, problems on top of our problems. That's like the least, the last thing we want. So, you know, make it, make it a happy package. And then maybe people will start buying into it. In my opinion. Do me a favor. After all this, when you have some free time, I want you to, like the biggest thing especially in soccer you know people try relating to themselves on like what a club reflects on them a lot of people go all right where's my family from so like i said i started off going with the spanish dude because of the family history i had with my country and then from there i found a club that kind of linked to that so like i don't know if you'd be like okay so i'm mostly italian so i'm gonna look for italian players or italian clubs that or like you know what city or family originates from from there you know a lot of americans i feel will do that being like okay i'm english like you know i'm american but like my family's from england they're all from manchester so it's like okay that's easy do i support manchester united or is support uh (laughs) kind of like here like all right i'm from chicago you know, most people in the area are Packers fans or Bears fans because of the the way that, you know, we have ourselves. So I feel yeah. people that are proud from a place are like, oh, I really like Paris. Well, you know, PSG has a team. And then from there, they'll start researching into their own head and being like, okay, is there a player I like? Is there the way they play something I like? You know, they find things that they end up finding. So, you know, whether it be your lineage or, you know, something you believe in how, a sports team should run or how a, a coach is, you know, I'd be happy to give you the soccer equivalent yeah. of being like, well, if you like all this, you might like, you know, how on Netflix it tells you like, 
you're suggested, like you have a this percentage compatibility. There's yeah. definitely a, a, a soccer version of that. I, I, I bet you five bucks I can find something online that's like, I'll give you a quiz and then you just start looking at this team because it's mostly on what you would you would pick based off yeah. of your personality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I feel like that's uh, the way to get uh, other Americans into it too, is the oh, yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, do, I always say that people love sports um no matter where you're from so oh, yeah I, that's why i never necessarily get how things are marketed you know it's like here with how they market like women's sports and things like i'm sorry but if you put stuff on television people are gonna watch it you know it's like if you ran the women's ncaa basketball tournament with the and had an app like the men's where you can watch all the games oh, yeah it, like people would watch it it would make just as much money i think like you know? i um and again advertising goes a long way too so um good example so uh the women's premiership and the women's champions league uh i use fubo to watch all my games and everything like that which is a, again just like i told you the whole reason i became a fan is because i had a, a service that offered me to watch these games and with fubo in my opinion i can get almost i get all the champions league games including some women's games and also because of uh, the channels that I get, I've seen some women's Premier League games where I'm like, wait, Man City's not playing uh, Liverpool. Like, that's not right. And I look and it's a women's game. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, you know, this is my club. Like, I can watch the women's team. Why not? This is great. Like, you yeah. know, there's some good football to play in there too. Because again, I love the sport. You know, what's sad is, uh, you know, this is only recent that this is all coming out. And uh, again, Fubo. Big chops to them. They uh they also stream WNBA games. I mean, before yeah. that, I don't even know how I would watch them. Yeah, uh, I think ESPN has like the, the some playoff games in their championship, but it's like the regular season. Good luck, you know. Yeah, like again, ESPN Plus. They uh they have the Italian league under their contract. They have uh, the FA Cup under their contract too. So, you know, the money's there, and you know, they I, I don't I don't even know if it's really that much expensive, more expensive just to stream additional games that are already getting recorded anyway like you know just yeah. throw them on like people will watch it like yeah. dude we're, in co- we're it's quarantine it's covid like yeah. if anything this is the time to shoot it up like yeah. if people watch other people playing computer games and esports and all that stuff don't tell me people will watch you know watching a sport play at as high as level for a certain division like it's going to yeah. be out there again Absolutely. like when the Korean league started up and uh, when no one else was up, I was like, dude, I know people that don't even like baseball that are watching it because they yeah. want sports. They're like, I exactly. need competition. I need I, to I, see like, yeah, I was watching Marvel league sports. I was so, in, I, I was missing sports so much. At some yeah. Point. You know, you, you go back to the basement. It's like, I need something to distract me from <laughs> this crap. That's called life where it's like work is insane. I might've lost my job. I might've lost all this stuff. It's like, you know, you need something to like, you know, get you going. Uh, I have sports and that's what, that's what it does for me. I always love watching the underdog or watching something where it's like, oh, you're getting beaten so bad, but they didn't give up and ah, they come and they want it again in like dramatic fashion. And, you know, especially when it's a team you care about and you love, oh, that's the best stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been my soccer experience at this point, you know, watching, um, 
watching some games, like knowing knowing enough. Obviously, I probably know way more than most uh, casual fans do. Uh, right. Just be just because I I will study things and get interested and all that. But uh, oh, yeah. but definitely like seeing underdogs like have good games or, or seeing some of those games and seeing their results or highlights or something like that. That's kind of where I was at at this point. Was oh, like yeah. just kind of getting into that aspect of it and being excited to see an underdog knock off a, a like a big club or something like that. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I, um, again, for me, I always tell people the reason why I feel soccer isn't that big of a deal here. Now, this is no disrespect for clubs like Seattle clubs, like Atlanta, because, and even you guys up in Minnesota, like that new arena that they made in, uh, in Minnesota for their MLS team. It's oh, yeah. the same, uh, you know, it looks like the same, same of the, uh, Ali's arena over in Munich, that huge dome with all the colors and everything outside. When you yeah, build an atmosphere cool. like that, you know, it's like they say, you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm serious. Like, you know, when you have a fortress like that, you know, you're proud to go. That's like, this is my home stadium. And yeah. again, the passion leaks over. And again, the MLS now it's way ahead of what it used to be because you have fans, passionate fans that are cheering their team and doing all the other stuff. I mean, yeah. my biggest thing with the Chicago fire, it's like, they're all the way out in the suburbs. Yeah, I don't have not. a car. I live in the city yeah. and they're called the Chicago fire. Why the heck is it in the suburbs? Like yeah. this is like when the Detroit Pistons are playing in Grand Rapids. It's like, mm-hmm. you're Detroit Pistons. Why aren't you or, playing in Detroit? Like, or when they tried to move the bears to Indiana, do you remember that? Yeah. Fiasco? Yeah. Like <laughs> to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, no disrespect, Gary, Indiana, but it's just like, what are you doing? Like, uh, yeah. So, you know, now that the fire are back in, uh, soldier field i mean that's chicago you know people come from all over the place to go to watch bears games and all that and you know how big the stadium is it'll be great um i have i have hope that it'll launch a new series of uh chicago fire fans because now they can just go take the l or go walk down you know go downtown and just go walk down and go to the game and you know go experience it and then you don't have to worry about like you know getting home from the the suburbs and like you know, again, if you're tailgating, especially here in America, you know, we love doing that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to promote people driving home after that. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, living in the city is a big benefit of that. I, I think that's one of the best moves that the, the fire have. So it's great. Uh, I, I definitely think the sport's getting more attention here. And again, with so much exposure and for, especially us as Americans that we're seeing so much of the premier league, so much of the Bundesliga, so much of the uh, uh, Spanish leagues, you know, all of the, uh, even, even uh, league, you know, the French league, it's an exciting time. If you want to hop in on the sport and be like, all right, I want to see what's all about. Cause then you'll get to see the passion and like nothing's better than being part of it too. And actually investing yourself into it and being like, okay, this is pretty cool. And you yeah. get to see people play at the top level too. So you don't see like, you know, silly, like college high school mistakes. It's like, okay. <laughs> you yeah. should see some of the stuff that I see. I mean, it's Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but it's another thing when you see like a dance played at the highest level and you're just like, mm-hmm. Whoa. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, in Wisconsin, I covered uh, Oregon's team in Wisconsin and they, they uh, were always in the running and, and usually making state won a state title the, the the boys team and girls team were winning state titles, you know, like they were, they were good. And uh, it, it's kind of funny because who were their club coaches and their trainers for these kids to get ready for high school? They were all from premier league, like club, like they were yeah. all former, like, uh, 
you know, coaches and things like that right. from, from over there. Like, so it, it's obvious that, you know, they were bringing that expertise to here oh, and yeah. certain teams were getting it, but it's funny because uh, in terms of fan base, nobody goes to these games. I mean, it's, it's, almost, it's ridiculous. Like it, it, even with the pandemic, you wouldn't know because when there wasn't a pandemic and it was just <laughs> a regular season game, there's like 15 people in the stands. There's no student section for these games. Like it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's um, like, over here, you know, in this country, you know, especially the South, they love their uh, high school football and it's a big deal. And um, I feel like over here, like in our side, like in Illinois, especially for me growing up, yeah, we, we cared about our football team and all that stuff, but it never got to the point with diehards. Mostly we just went to the game to go hang out with our friends. So yeah. uh, whereas in over there, again, people were going to like, you have small towns and they're again, everyone will go to the football match, go watch the top level of their, their hometown, go watch them play. So, yeah. and if that's over here, because we don't have that establishment, you'd figure maybe, you know, it's like, Hey, why don't we do, you know, the best sport that we have here and go see it at our small town. They didn't even have that. And the, yeah. of course the talent's not there. So, you know, you're saying the school you covered, it sounds like they have a great program and not mm-hmm. only that, but they're probably going to have a great Academy where they're going to basically be breeding the next level of oh, yeah. what's great for us, the next level of American players. Cause again, you look at players like Christian Pulisic and uh, some of the other players that are playing for Barcelona and all these Americans going over like, Whoa, hold on. Like, you know, before we just had landed Donovan who played, who like had a fail stints at uh Bayern Munich and uh, you know, Everton, he was okay, but it's like, you know, there was no one from our country from our programs that really stood out to a point where it's like, Oh wow. He's like playing at the top level. He's actually good. He's backing it up. He's an American, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, for American national team uh, fans, like this is very exciting to see, like, again, programs like that you were covering because that means there's a future here. Yeah. Especially with future fans. So mm-hmm. I think uh, the MLS, especially they're doing a great job for trying to keep the talent in home it become a reputable league as well. That's exciting. That's good stuff. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. You should be reinvesting into, uh, you know, your local stuff and everything like that. Cause yeah. you know, and the fans do come out when it's like state, but like for a regular season, I mean, even Oregon, like there was almost nobody at some of these games and yeah. it was funny. And, and I know, I know no one wants to see a team lose 12 to nothing, which happens a lot in high school or a team oh, yeah. or a team win 12 to nothing or 17 to nothing. And they cut the game off after like 50 minutes. Cause there's just <laughs> like, this game's over, you know, yeah. it, it, it's almost like when you see the things happening, you're just like that goal, that poor goal, like the goalie will make 65 saves, but they'll lose 17 to nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, um, you know, uh, a different conversation we can have, but I definitely think there should be a rule like a, like a slaughter rule where it's like, okay, like it's over. Like, I'm sorry. Like just go home. It's over. Like the, <laughs> the team has hit that level. And some people are going to tell me like, Oh no. Well, what if they come back? I'm like, dude, if you're losing 15 zero and you come back, like, Holy cow. Like I doubt yeah, it, but like, obviously enough. there'd be contingencies in place. It's like, you have to really be losing where everyone's like, okay, we yeah. agree. Like, yeah. Or maybe like boxing, you know, have the have the coach throw the white towel out and be like, it's over. Like we give up, you know, I'm, we want to lose this way. My, my poor goalie. Yeah, soccer, soccer is funny because it's like 
okay like uh you know when the, the games are in the fall here for for boys and girls in minnesota mm-hmm. um wisconsin splits it up but you know so by the time you get to october uh, november it's cold outside and you're, oh, yeah. you're trying to take pictures and cover these games and it's like nine to nothing and you still have like 60 minutes left in the game oh, you know? yeah. plus the 10 minutes intermission yeah. yeah oh yeah that sounds that sounds like fun but hey man that's why we're in we love sports right because but then you'll get the good game too i mean i had a lot of good game section finals that were like you know uh zero zero and then you know you know it from watching any soccer game when it's zero zero and then there's only like five minutes left those are the most like heart-wrenching five minutes that you'll have watching these games especially if you have interest in the team you know oh yeah that's called heart attack moments uh (laughs) you know it's just like any sport like anything under two minutes in basketball, you know, anything like in the ninth inning and like where it's like, all right, like this is going to make or break it. This is something that's going to happen, especially in American sports. Cause, uh, and I say American, like, you know, baseball, football and all that. Cause yeah, yeah. someone has to win. Yeah. Like it doesn't end. So it's like, <laughs> something's going to happen with yeah. soccer. It's like, you know, if you're having a really crap game and the other team's having a really good game, a tie is great. You're like, yeah, all right, like that's, that's a win. Yeah, and, unless, unless it's like golden goal stuff like world cup but like right i don't think anyone does golden call anymore man but yeah. um yeah uh, I, they took did they take that away from the world cup now yeah it just goes to penalties which some people can argue is worse yeah um, penalties is that i've seen high school teams losing penalties after having like a great game with the other yeah team. and that's why people hate it i mean i know in the nhl too the blackhawks had that three overtime game against oh the, yeah against the kings i yeah. remember that that was a. Uh, that was the game that Kaner uh, did the heartbreak for the celebration from uh, Taze, I think, running out. He went over and did the whole yeah. thing. And uh, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I was dead at work the next day, but oh, what a game. I'm just glad it ended like that. Not some yeah. like lame goal, but you know, again, yeah. that's why it's like maybe golden goal is a good idea because then you get moments like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there have been some crazy moments with golden goal. I, oh, I yeah. think. I remember it was a. I think it was maybe Spain uh, winning a World Cup with a golden goal. Like so, I know. So Spain's only won one World Cup, and yeah. did they? Now, I think they might have had a golden goal at some point in those playoffs. I don't know if it's the yeah. championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it might have been the Euros. So. Oh yeah, it could have been the Euros too. I, I think I think that the Euros, Spain did do something like that. And again, I don't watch the Euros as much because again, it's not really televised, especially back in the day. They they have their competitions too. So, you know, they have the Euros, which is, uh, you know, every in between two years between the world cup and everything like that. So, you know, especially with the Olympics being delayed, I mean, I don't know how that's all going to happen yeah, too. It's going to be um, insane. Everything oh yeah. going on at once. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. And like, and the thing is, I don't know if you knew, but the super league thing, UFO is working with FIFA being like, if they do this, they can't play for their country. Yeah, I think FIFA was talking about banning them from the world. Yeah. So can you imagine, like, again, Messi's with Barcelona. They were in on this. So that means he couldn't play for Argentina. Can you imagine a whole country wanting to kill, like, uh, you know, (laughs) Argentina loves Messi. Brazil loves Neymar. Can you imagine a whole country, especially a country like Brazil, that loves soccer? Again, this country, like, for the most part, they shut down everything when they're playing. Something like here in America, like, you know, America gets in the World Cup. It's like, okay, cool. No, whatever. Like, I still have to go to work. 
over in Brazil, it's like a holiday. It's like, oh my God. My dad would tell me when he's in, uh, he goes down to Brazil for when he used to be at work. And he's like, oh yeah, the World Cup's happening. So everyone's like, oh, we gotta go there, okay, watch the game, big screen, and you know, gotta go to the beach. And like they're playing it there on a big uh uh projector screen and all this stuff. Like it's a big deal because everyone there is very proud of their soccer team. So yeah. it's a big event. And a lot, a lot of teams in Europe are like this too, or a lot of countries in are like this in Europe too. So, you know, when you tell them that their best player can't play because he's part of a team that got into this whole scandal thing and this leak. You know, again, you're just, you're pissing people off instead of making them fans. And that's a great way to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. what a mess, man. This whole league was just, it was just bad timing, bad execution, bad everything. And this is what happens when basically it's like, F everyone. Uh, give me all the money because that's literally what it was yeah and, and it's crazy too that's uh again that this happened so fast they dropped the news like you said the season wasn't even over yet which a lot no. of a lot of commentators are were extra pissed off about that because oh it's- yeah this goes beyond um you know rivalries this goes beyond uh you know hatred of another team this goes beyond all that stuff at the end of the day we all love the sport and there's something almost all of us can agree on that we don't want something like this happening to our sport that has been a certain way for so long. Again, there's nothing wrong with improving, but this was just like a hard right turn or left turn, I guess, if, uh, <laughs> if you're thinking about England. But it's a hard like turn of what it used to be like. And it's like, we're just going to completely change it so it benefits us. Again, like we said earlier, I don't think they actually thought it would be that bad. And I don't know if maybe their PR department didn't give them a heads up or their, you know, um, their informants from like, okay, let me translate English soccer to an American and how different and how much more this means to them and how they will actually react Mm -hmm. compared to like, again, I'm like, put something like in America where it's like, you know what, in our league, we can no longer have food. And you cannot drink beer watching baseball. And also, we will make games end up in a tie if no one wins by the ninth inning. People be there would be, I mean, especially baseball, I feel like people, when something of a change happens, people freak out. Oh, so can you imagine? Every so can you imagine all the things I just said right now were to happen? You would have people. <laughs> It'd be oh my goodness. Exactly. <laughs> so with people that don't understand from other sports of like, you know, why is this a big deal? I mean, I just threw out two silly things that to me would make no sense whatsoever. Like, why would you ever do that? And it's like ludicrous. Like, why would you even say something like that as a fan of the sport, as an American? But I'm like, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So before we uh, finish up here, uh, I did want to check in on a couple other things. So obviously we can talk about Super League and and how ridiculous that stuff is for probably like 50 shows and then still have more information. Oh, yeah. Uh, but changed by the minute. But as I'm talking to you, the White Sox are taking the lead here in the seventh inning. So I definitely want to talk about uh, about that a little bit. Uh, I know you're a Sox fan like me, but, uh, you know, specifically AL Central, because um, it's kind of funny. The White Sox have not done. They've been pretty inconsistent. Their bullpen hasn't been as great as everyone thought it was going to be, at least at, at certain moments, especially late moments. Uh, the offense has uh, been very inconsistent. 
Um, and they could, they, they, this, if they somehow win this game, it'll be the first time they're over 500 all year. But at the same time, who's in first, you got the Royals. Are they really doing that good? The twins aren't doing good. The Indians don't look <laughs> like they're running away with it. You know, it's probably yeah. the best scenario for the Sox to start slow. I feel, you know, it, it, right now, but, uh, I mean, everybody, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, because to be honest, uh, when you look at what people predicted, they predicted the White Sox not to win the division. Hilariously, they predicted them to win like 85 games, which I thought was a little low ball. I, I, I know I'm guessing you feel this way, but I thought that the White Sox probably should be winning this division this year when you look at their roster and uh, should be and, and making the playoffs. When you look at their pitching staff and everything, they should be World Series contenders. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they should be definite contenders already. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts as a fan? Um, you know, what, especially with this weird start, my brother's like, I'm not watching them again. <laughs> you know, like he's so he's so pissed off that they've been losing some games. But I mean, it goes back to her saying, like, um, you know, as White Sox fans, I mean, I've been a Sox fan all my life. I my parents are Sox fans, so for me, you know, I'm always gonna watch the White Sox. And this year, I was, I was so excited. Like, you know what? We might actually be able to go to the games because we got a great, like, just like you said, great bullpen. Our, you know, we got some heavy hitters in there. We got a lot of talent. And hey, like, if everything works out right and we get a a good, um, you know, a good strike going, there could. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the World Series, but again, yeah. the uh, uh, especially for how many games there are in baseball right now. Would you if I if you told me before the season, you're like, oh yeah, after almost twenty games, they're still at five hundred, but everyone else is like, it's the the division itself is very close. Yeah. I don't think I'd be upset with it. I'd be a little disappointed because again, there's a lot of hype. Yeah, but just so like much. anything, it's just like. But just like anything, I'm trying really hard not to get so excited that I get yeah. let down. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. Which they've done in the past. You know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Big time. I mean, come on. White Sox fans, right? It's like, hope. Oh, we're, yeah. we're doing pretty good. Uh, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they're the, the one crazy note. I don't know if you know this. The White Sox franchise has never made the playoffs two years in a row ever. So if they made the playoffs this year, it would be the first time in history that back-to-back seasons in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that's what I love about baseball. There's always a stat for something. And, um, <laughs> you know, what I love even more about baseball is when people break those stats. So I hope that, I hope it's, you know, with, again, with the roster that we have, they should at the very least make the playoffs. And that's my, like, if they make it this year, I will be satisfied. Like, again, I want them to win it all. Yeah. But if they have a playoff run, like, that's you what know, you hope it, for. You know, yeah. you hope for the, the, you know, August, September games matter. Yeah. And, and, you then, know, w- and then those crazy playoff games. I mean, yeah. last year against the, the Oakland, A's. Yeah, dude. It, it like, was really fun. I mean, they had they had a chance to win it. You know, it, mm-hmm. was, it was fun. They definitely and, did. And they won a game. You know, that was yeah. great to see, too. So, no, absolutely. And, uh, you, hope for. you know, as a fan, that playoff series against Oakland was what, what you wanted. Like there was drama, there was great playing, there was mistakes, there was everything. And like, that's what, you know, playoff baseball, especially it takes it up a whole nother level. You have guys actually like running, running to get to base as opposed (laughs) to being like, ah, it's okay. So like, when you see that, it's just like playoff basketball, people play defense now. And it's like, Oh my God, like this is the raw stuff I want to see. And again, it's a long season. I don't expect them to go hard on that. Like all season like that, but yeah, you know, we certainly the, don't want injuries it's like him. No. Or yeah, you know, running into a wall during a, a preseason, <laughs> you know, game. But you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. And um, you know, when you do 
things like that and not look at the big picture. But again, you don't want to see people, like I said, not run to the first base and actually try. Like, I, you know, it's like, I'm glad he did try, but why did you try during a game that kind of doesn't matter? But uh, whatever, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I'm not happy where the Sox are, but I am accepting of it. It, it, one thing that I do want to say, and I say this to my brother all the time, is that uh, it's actually amazing that the White Sox probably should be undefeated right now. I mean, when you look at the games, they they, they should have won all of them. And mm-hmm. that's probably good because I don't know if I've ever said that before. Usually when they lost in the past, they, they lost like the game. Oh, yeah. So, but when you have a lead in the eighth uh, and all you need is a, is a bullpen guy to, to do something, I feel like. Yeah, everyone's going to have bad games. Everyone's going to blow games once in a while. But uh, I just feel like to have that happen all year is probably not going to happen. So they're going to have those opportunities to win every night. And that's going to that's oh, yeah. be good. You know? And like you said, it's early. You know, there's um, there's a lot of things that play into that. And at the end of the day, if we're talking about are the White Sox going to do anything midseason and it's still 500, I might be a little more concerned because yeah. it's like, all right, are you going to actually make a push or are we just going to go back to being not that good anymore? Like, I, I feel, it does especially by midseason. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, if our players can stay healthy, that's just like anything. I mean, with yeah. COVID and all that stuff. But I have been seeing lately a lot of the players are getting vaccinated. So, I mean, that's yeah, I just another step in the 80, right direction. 80 to 85% of them, I believe, got, got vaccinated. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. And I know. mean, there's been players that I've had like in hockey that have had COVID and they can't skate the same way they can skate before. So, oh, yeah. I mean, this is Just look something... at, look at Moncada last year. I mean, he oh, yeah. was, I could, he was, he was not the same player last year. No, absolutely he was never not. recovered uh, at yeah. all. He, he was wind and rut in the first, you know, like, it was and again, just... these are athletes. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they were at the top of their level doing what they're doing in their sport and now they can barely do it. Like, so, you know, goes to show you, it's like, you know, once they get all these players vaccinated, now we don't have to add the COVID card to, uh, yeah. you know, to the game. And I mean, especially in hockey, like when one player gets COVID, uh, it spreads out to other players. And I mean, especially what's going on in Vancouver right now, they have to put a halt to games because the whole team is infected. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's it, insane. It goes fast, especially with that, var- those var- the UK variant. Yeah, I mean. it's wild. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like I was saying is we just want things to go back to normal, you know, go, go to our games, go to the hot dogs, our beer and go live our, um, our getaway from, you know, this is our happy places this is our hap- our what we enjoy watching and doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, thank God, uh, my girlfriend's nice enough to be a Cubs fan. She bought us Sox tickets for against Cleveland and I am so hyped to go see them play. Oh, and that's I'm, awesome. And uh, I've been, you know, I'm jealous, huge, man. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And like I said, well, you know, once you get your vaccines and all that stuff, then you know, you got to make your way down here too. But uh, oh, and, you know, and, yeah, and and definitely, definitely am. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's what I mean, dude. Like now that sports are becoming a thing where you can actually like go out and be like relatively safe, and especially if you have your vaccine, all that stuff. You know, it's more, it's in that shift to go back to normal. And oh, yeah, I can't wait to go see the Sox play in person, and hopefully. Um, when we go there, we'll see, uh, we'll see a win and, um, maybe another road on no hitter, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. That'd be good too. But yeah. Um, you know, when we go, Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean the last professional game that I've been to, because obviously 
I, I cover sports for for my job so there's i've seen a lot of sports which is it's also nice to be able to oh, see yeah. um you know all the different sports but uh it was at the Sox game that we all went to uh was it two years ago you know when they weren't we knew they were getting better but they weren't quite there yet yeah they, they won that game when we were there which yeah. was pretty sweet. i think that was firework night too right yeah yeah it was so yeah I mean, like so i've literally been thinking about that this whole time for this whole past you know over a year now of how much i want to get back to a game because i i also went to a, a, a twins game that year uh, which was fun. Target Field's a, a great place to go to, mm-hmm. uh, and I really wanted to get to, uh, uh, you know, the the St. Paul uh, baseball team uh, that's uh, actually an affiliate with the Minnesota Twins now. Recently, oh, cool, uh, and, and that's supposed to be really fun. And then, you know, like you said, that the MLS stadium is supposed to be a blast, and it, like, oh so, yeah. So I I was like kind of like looking at all these things for last year, like thinking, Oh, this is going to be a great time. Like I'm going to get all these things in and then the pandemic hits. So now I've just been like, I need to go, I need to go to these games quick. Like, I'm, you, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, coming home and going to Sox park and everything like that. It's, uh, you know, it, when, especially when you go back for the first time, because you can't go back because of the pandemic. It, um, I mean, I follow some people on Twitter where they're like, I'm finally back. Like in Sox Park, I'm finally watching baseball in person. Like, you know, you get a little tear coming down. You're just like, I will never take for granted live sports, especially my team. And like watching this and like, you know, some dude spilling beer all over the place. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, give it all back. Like, I'm sorry. I said so many bad things about people and all that. Like, I just, I just want something again. Like, I want to feel like, you know, fans and all that stuff so yeah i mean uh if we ever manage to go back to a game together um it's it'll be fun just like the time we went for fireworks night and hopefully we get to see a win as well yeah absolutely Absolutely. so i'm excited man i'm uh you know it's like i said there it sounds like there's a little bit of light that we're seeing at the end of the tunnel and i'm all for that Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, so to, to finish up, bring it all all the way around. I know you talked about wanting to get back uh, to you know to Europe to see Liverpool. Uh, how how excited are you for that chance again to, to go uh, to that stadium? I mean, to get back to Anfield, it's like I told you. Once I went for the first time, it was more so how am I going to get tickets for next year for my one game that I get to go because I got to plan it. And because of all the other leagues they're in, um, you know, it was more like, I just got to make the time and go. And that wasn't even, uh, cause before I was like, oh, I can't go money. I can't go cause of the job. Now it's like, all right, I'm going, when am I going to do it? So the first time that they're going to open it up, I know it's going to be loaded with people trying to get back into. Cause again, there's people that live there that have been going for years and years and years and years and decades of their life. And I'm, I've just started going. So I'm going to try my very best to get back in there. And if, I mean, I'm willing to almost go to a point where I can, I'll go fly out there and I'll just like go hang out around, you know, go in the city and just experience it that way before getting into the stadium. Cause again, I'm sure everyone is going to try getting into these stadiums as soon as they can. Cause uh, Liverpool actually in the premier league, they did allow fans at the end tail of the, the resuming of the league. They at the end did have some fans in the, in the stadium. And I'm sure they were, like on cloud nine, like so happy to go watch their team and everything like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm insanely excited. I mean, again, uh, 
I know right now, and from the time that I checked, I don't think England or any place in Europe is really, besides like Croatia and uh, of course um, Iceland, which I just found out uh, is allowing tourism. Uh, I don't think they're uh, the rest of them are going to even consider it because of, you know, the pandemic. And it's like, yeah, yeah you know, over here, we still got to get a lot of vaccinations. So if we bring anything over there, that's just, you know, I might not get sick because of the vaccination or not as sick, but I don't want to kill a bunch of people because I want to go watch footy. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a little more considerate than that. Like I'll, you know, I can, I can stay in my area, stay at home and, you know, do my part to fight the pandemic as well. I don't want to go to, you know, Merseyside Liverpool and bring like a, a deadly virus with me just because I want to go watch a soccer game. Like <laughs> I'm just as bad as the owners now. So, you know, I will wait my turn where it's safe and when it makes sense. And that's, you know, that's when I'll feel comfortable to go. And hopefully that'll be soon because I do miss it a lot. All right. So that was my friend, uh, Javier Tato. And uh, we were talking about a lot of things in this first uh, Sun-Dried Tomatoes podcast uh, uh, I, I hope you guys are following and enjoyed it. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, this will be available on Apple Podcasts and, and pretty much anywhere where podcasts are found as well. So, uh, yeah, so thanks a lot. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to a YouTube channel. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you join uh, me in the future. I'll definitely have Javi back on here as well. Uh, talking about different things, uh, especially if the White Sox are going to the World Series, we'll definitely oh, yeah. do, do a whole show on that. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe by that time we'll actually, uh, you know, be able to do a show together in person. Because if that's happening, yeah, I don't know how you're going to be able to stay in Minnesota. Like, oh, no, I can, no. I, I can see you coming back home and being like, "All right, we're going to go uh, tailgating yeah. at uh, at Comiskey and just like watch it somehow there." Oh yeah. So. The, when they when they last won, I was in I was uh, at college, and that's the one thing that I that I miss is that I wasn't able to be there like celebrating with everyone. I was celebrating yeah. in college, so. Uh, the, if they make it again, I'm I'm gonna be there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I I think you have to. It's like, all right, I already did my due diligence of like setting my education in front. Now yeah. I can go have fun. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll hold you to that. So when there when I see you there at, at um the end of the season, I better see you back in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs>